Hello, welcome to Blaze Pod. It is Wednesday, the 7th of December. My name is Ben, and joining me on the line is Andrew. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. Long time. No, I've obviously seen you. Yeah, sorry, like two about... days ago. <laughs> yeah, but not about United-related uh, incidents, which is what we're going to talk about here. So. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we refused to discuss anything United-related, didn't we? No, yes. No, that's not actually true. <laughs> um, yeah, well, apologies to uh, all the people who heard me say that uh, we were not going to stop doing podcasts during the World Cup, but um, we did stop doing podcasts during the World Cup for... I don't know. Was it laziness? I, I kind of, I kind of enjoyed the break in a weird way. You know, I, yeah. I, I think obviously, um, you know, this is from a United fan perspective. We we spent weeks and possibly months going like, oh god, just get to the break, just get to the break. Yeah. But then I actually have quite enjoyed. Uh, I don't know, not not stressing about United for a few weeks mm. in a way. I'm gonna. Be, I, I don't know if I'm alone here, but I, I wouldn't have hated another week off. <laughs> Am I no, bad? No. I'd have loved just to go back the same time as the Premier League, personally. But I know people will not agree with that because they're desperate to get back to the lane, which I am until I saw the weather forecast. I'm <laughs> sat there. It's going to be like one degrees. But, yeah, I'm the same as you. I think another week would have been fantastic for, for injuries and everything like that. We've obviously got players coming back. We're not really sure who's fit and who's not. I'm not going to know. But I do think an extra week would have been good. It's, it's really bizarre, sort of, because I have really got into this World Cup, despite everything that I said, mm. um, uh, probably in the last pod. I, I were off that first week, which is really, and I had really nothing to do, just coincidence that I had that week off the same time as the first week of the World Cup. And I got really invested in it because I watched every game. So I'm really into the World Cup and I'm struggling to sort of dissociate from the World Cup and go into league football. It's really bizarre. Yeah, it is odd. It's been strange, sort of. Uh... Uh, I think it was at the weekend I sort of just switched channels in between the games and there was like, you know, an FA Cup second round mm-hmm. tie being shown on on ITV. So I thought, this yeah. is so odd. And uh, what was it? Sunderland and Millwall played last Saturday. On, yeah, yeah I went a couple of Wednesday fans were like, you know, I've got Derby tomorrow. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, of course you have. Yeah, because obviously you're back. You know what I mean? It was... <laughs> yeah, now there's all these things like uh, I think Reading have moved their kickoff time on Saturday so that the mm. away fans have a chance to get back for the England game. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's very strange. But like you, yeah, I've enjoyed... I, I want to be careful when I say enjoy the World Cup because obviously the mm. off-field stuff is like just really horrendous. And it's worse, it's worse than I sort of naively... <laughs> thought it was really going into it. Um, I mean, we enjoyed on that... it on the pitch, then, shall we say? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But we we're on the, you know, when we were on that Rainbow Blades episode uh, about a month ago, and um, Anna asked us, you know, what we thought about the World Cup, and I, I just completely, in hindsight, I was like, oh, you idiot! I just like blundered on about like, well, it's just rubbish that it's taking place in winter, and you know, yeah. the kickoff yeah, times. Yeah. Are... And then I was like, oh no, wait, actually, Qatar has an absolutely atrocious human rights. Uh, you know, state yeah. and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, that's been very bad. But at the same time, uh, I do like the sport of football, and that's gone exactly as I expected it would. Really, you know, it could yeah. just sort of separate that and enjoy. Uh, I love World Cups. I'm not. I'll, I mean, as you take away the, the 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 other side of it, I'm just talking about the football. I look when people always say, "Oh, it's not a good World Cup and it's not a bad World Cup or whatever." I love World Cups. I absolutely love them. I think the I think it's the best sporting tournament mm, in the world. I don't, I don't I don't think I don't think you have to be invested into a team. I think if England are not qualified, I'd have still loved it. Yeah, and we are very tactically recording this on the first day without um, without yes. a knockout game, so people can yeah. listen to Which this. Which is real, Let's be honest. That's probably the, probably the reason we've not 
done one is because there's been four games a day. <laughs> yeah, that's been part of it. And I've actually I've wanted to watch most of them as well. I mean, the end of the group stages were better than I can ever remember uh, group mm. stage conclusions. Like every night, it was just carnage, wasn't it? And I was sort yeah, of switching yeah. from channel to channel, trying trying to see what was uh, you know what was the best thing to watch. England, of course, absolutely coasted through, like boringly easy so far, which is. Yeah. Very enjoyable and not going to take that for granted. But we'll, we'll get on to, maybe we'll talk about England towards the very end because United obviously have a very strong connection to the World Cup this year. Yes. And uh, that is Illiman and Jai. Adam Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Why did Adam Davis not come on? Can you believe he's the third choice keeper behind Wayne Hennessy, who we we completely forgot even existed when we were talking about I thought, yeah, I thought he'd retired into, I thought he'd become a historian <laughs> after uh, after his uh, actions a couple of years ago. No, but I didn't know he was still playing, Hennessy. And then, obviously, he got sent off. And I did realise Darren Ward were on the bench. And realistically, as bad as Darren Ward is, he is still a, he's a first-trace Premier League goalkeeper somehow. Yeah. Uh, whereas Adam Davis is back up at Championship Sheffield United. So I wasn't, you know, I wasn't surprised to not see him come on, but... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if they've got through or something. Cause he had a poor game against England, didn't he, Danny Ward, really? He did, yeah. Uh, sorry to correct you. You did say Darren Ward there for a moment. And oh, sorry, To, to be honest, yeah. he probably would have been a better a better <laughs> goalkeeper to bring on, even at this stage. Of stage. But he is busy yeah. with the Lionesses, I understand. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can't believe he's third. Uh, Danny Ward is not a good goalkeeper at all. Um, but he does play in the Premier League, I suppose, so far enough. But yeah, seeing as Hennessy got that red card, I was like, it's Adam Davis time, here we go. Um, but no, we actually are going to talk about Ilman and Jai, who um, bizarrely didn't feature, I don't think, in the first two games. No, uh, it came on in the second. Excuse me, against Qatar, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they drew nil-nil the first game, Senegal, didn't they? Um, and I thought we were pretty disappointing, to be honest. Obviously, they're missing Mane, but um, yeah. yeah, I was surprised that he didn't get on. Comes on in the second game. It is only against Qatar, but, you know, most the other teams that Qatar play didn't totally put them to the sword. And, uh, yeah, he immediately skins a couple of players, sets up a goal for a teammate, and just underlying... It, it just, I thought, and Jai, he just looks like he's playing uh, against championship defences, and I thought that in the um, the last game that he played. Not, not the game against England, the last group game as well. Mm. Just like, this guy is, is just so at this level, isn't he? You know, he, he is a... He's ready to be playing top level football already, and it was—I yeah. thought it was a real joy to um, to see a United player like featuring for an actual, well, yeah. not only an actual World Cup team because I think it's almost seven and a half thousand days since a United player uh, played in a World Cup game, but wow. to actually be playing for a decent World Cup team and to that's be playing well—that's the difference. Yeah, if I don't know if. Uh, let me think. Norton Davis had turned up for Wales, for instance. Mm. I'd have been really, really happy for him. I think, you know, that's brilliant, one of our plays. But Senegal, I think, are a step above Wales. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're and, the champions of Africa. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I, and I think it's that that's a different thing. He's not just playing for Australia or someone like that. He's playing for a team that got to the last 16 and, you know, it, uh, they, they nearly won the group. If, if they'd have got a point against Holland, they might have been playing the USA, they might have been in the quarterfinals. Yeah, and I really, really sort of... It was a good moment. I think everyone were all texting each other. And Dice coming on, and Dice coming on <laughs> uh, when he when he came on against uh, Qatar. I didn't actually. One of the games I did miss actually was the one that he started in, unfortunately. But I heard he had a great first half. Yeah, yeah, he did. And then um, uh, can you remind me who they were playing? Actually, I, I can't remember who was it. Uh, Ecuador. Ecuador. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I thought they were fantastic first half. And then I think Ecuador tightened up a bit in the second half because they mm-hmm. actually only needed to draw the game. I think and they be playing weirdly open. So uh, he faded, and their sort of um, Senegal's overall attacks faded. But yeah, it was 
He was sensational first off. Just again, just exactly the level that we've yep. seen him play in the championship. Um, yeah, I, I found it really, really heartening because obviously, you know, he's, he's not a, uh, he's not like some of our youth youth players where he's, you know, he's, he's grown up in Sheffield and went to a Sheffield school. And yeah, like that. yeah, he's only been part of our like uh, academy or system, if you like, for three years. I think it is. We signed him in 2019, I believe. From yeah, but he is... I think that that's the thing. That's... It's the, the, it is a great story. Obviously, I think you sent me something by, I think with Daniel's story about Matty Cash. What a story, Matty Cash. You know, five years ago, Nottingham Forest, and I was playing for Poland at right back. <laughs> this guy was playing for Boreham Wood two years ago. You know what I mean? It's, it's, or whatever it was. This is a ma- this is an incredible ride, really. Yeah, so he, he is. he does feel like, you know, one of our own for now, anyway. Mm. <laughs> Disappointed, uh, by the way, that Clive Tilsley didn't commentate on him because I think he'd have really ramped up his... Uh, <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, he loves, like, you said me something yesterday, he loves all that, doesn't he, Clive Tilsley? All that sort of... The unlikely stories. Yeah. And who would have thought he'd have been at this World Cup? So I'm really disappointed that he didn't get to talk about it. But Jonathan Pierce did give us a few shout-outs, didn't he, I think, in the second game? Yeah, he did. Uh, we, I mean, we watched the England-Senegal game in the pub, you and I. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, on ITV, we got... We got it was Matterface, wasn't it? Commentating. It was, unfortunately, yeah. yeah. I mean, you obviously are the uh, the resident expert on player pronunciations, but uh, yes. do, you want, do you want to just articulate what uh, what Matterface was calling Enjoy? At, at first, he said Endear. I think it was Endear all the way through. But mm. uh, at first, because obviously we were in the pub, so we, we didn't, weren't really listening intently to the commentary. But I was like, has he just called him Endear? <laughs> and then, like, obviously, kept saying it. I mean, and then Dixon said something on the lines of. Oh, he's much better on the right wing, Endia. Uh, sorry, um, and you're thinking you've seen him for about ten minutes, mate. Like against Qatar or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just absolute. The the, the punditry has been appalling this this tournament. <laughs> it really, really has. I mean, the lack of research and the lack of sort of not just not knowing where people play or what what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, that's been a bit baffling. But uh, yeah, that's the first United player ever to feature in a last 16 title World Cup or a knockout game at World Cup. And Jai, and uh, you know, I don't think he, he he wasn't really in the game at all against England. I thought I thought England just, one step um, too far for the for the whole team. I think I yeah. went into work and Wednesday fan. Oh, your whiz kid were rubbish, weren't they? And I'm like, where's Harry Banner, mate? No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh, I, I just think the whole team they had a great start. They had a great half an hour Senegal, um, where you think you know this is going to be tricky. But once England got those two quick goals, that were it. The game over, and I think. He didn't get any service whatsoever. And I don't think really... Saar did a couple of decent things where he outpaced uh, Maguire. But, mm. yeah, I, I think it was just one of those games that he, he couldn't get involved in because England was far stronger. Yeah, from, from an England perspective, we uh, we really played like... The first 35 minutes, we just played really low tempo. Just yeah, I mean, I want to say safe passing, but we kept passing it straight to them in our half, which was, <laughs> was not ideal. But, yeah, I, I, I don't think he had much opportunity to get on the ball, which obviously is an England fan. Uh, I was kind of d- delighted about. I mean, did, so we never we didn't get to experience the how is it going to feel if Njai scores against the team I am supporting in the World Cup? No. So, are you are you all right with that? Are you, or are you a little bit a little bit sad we didn't get to experience it? I'd have been really interested, especially if it had been nil nil um, mm. when he scored. And I, I, I suppose for me, because I'm not one of these people who hate England or anything like that. I'd, I'd have much. I'd have liked to. I don't know, a 5-3 England win with Endai getting an hat-trick or something like that would have been perfect for me. But if he'd have scored to send us out, that would have been... I don't know. I really don't know how it felt. It's, it's bizarre. I think conflicted, but also quite proud in a way. I was yeah, just so stupid because yeah, this yeah. guy... 
you know, he's, he's going to be playing for someone else in a couple of years because that's football. You know, did, yeah. so you can say that about 95% of our entire team, I imagine, regardless of how good they are. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely would have, it would have been a new experience for sure. As I said, not, it's very rare that um, we go up against current United players, even in the Euros for that matter. No. Um, so yeah, it would have been, uh, would have been. Obviously, were Ramsdale still playing for us at the Euros for England? I think so, weren't I? Mm, yeah. Yeah, that was twenty. Well, it was twenty twenty one, right? So we would have just. No, he was. Yeah, he was still playing for us. Yeah, yeah he was, still he was, playing he was for us. Probably yeah, thinking about going on strike against West Brom after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might mentally not have been playing for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, we should say. I don't know whether you've seen this. Uh, and Joe, I did have some ice on his calf uh, or something like that at the end of that game. He came off at a half time against England, which there was no indication that was injury related, and uh, obviously nothing's been been said about whether he is injured or not, I imagine. And we're is. not going to know, are we, until, until we... I mean, he might not play anyway. I've seen a lot of people say mm. they might rest him for a week. I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know. For me, he's he's play, he's not played many games at all. He's played one and a half full games altogether. Something like that, yeah. In the, past, in the past three weeks or whatever. But I do get... It's not just that. You've obviously... You, you, I imagine the training at a really high intensity where he's been in the World Cup and stuff like that. He's been in a different country. He's got to come home. I get all that. I wouldn't be surprised if, if if he's fit that he starts on the bench. Yeah, I think that's. I think you're spot on. I think that's probably the most likely thing. Yeah, it might. It might also just need a. I don't know. A little bit of time mentally, I guess, to switch. Yeah, completely. completely I know, you, I know the the game is the same, but yeah, I'm sure it's a massive disappointment getting knocked out of the um, out of the World Cup. I, mm. You know, it must be difficult for any player to deal with, to be honest. And uh, yeah, and this is a thing as well, I suppose. Like if they got out in the group stage. Could have been on a real downer, I suppose. But I suppose going out to England in the last 16, it's not a disaster for Senegal, is it? It's, it's probably what they would have expected to a degree. Yeah, thereabouts, I think. Yeah, when, when you lose uh, Mane and they were missing... Um, mm. uh, Gay was injured as Gay well. Gay was uh, uh, Another midfielder, what's his name? Uh, uh, is it Kiate? Check- I Kiate? know what you mean. I think it is. That Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they, they were a little bit hamstrung anyway, Senegal. So yeah, I think that was about right. And obviously... Losing to the eventual winners, England is um, <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, well, yeah. Get <laughs> okay, on to that. Um, Blades connections everywhere during this World Cup, weren't they? Um, I think Rob, Rob Page. I think is uh, all right. Wales didn't have a very good tournament, but I do just want to mention Page because obviously he's a former player. Uh, and Miller and Alan Nil, of course. Yeah, mm. um, and Pagey. He lives in Sheffield, doesn't he? You, you see him yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I've seen him a couple of times. Yeah, he's a really nice bloke. Every time I spoke to him, not often, not good mates with him or anything, but. Yeah, seems a really, really nice bloke, and I, I've got to admit, I, I, I sort of wanted Wales when they played Iran. I, I ended up shouting for Iran because Iran were all over him. But mm. when it cut to page, I did think, oh, <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, they're doing well. But yeah, yeah, I think he, I think he is a good coach, Page, from what I've seen. Um, mm. I thought they were obviously it was their their only positive result, but against the USA, they really got, you know, they were really up against it at half time, and then he made a couple of changes, and. Um, Wales took over the game, so yeah, yeah, yeah I guess. Uh, yeah, the from... poor squad. I don't think he could do much more. They had someone playing for bloody Swindon in the squad. Oh, you know what I mean? No offense to Swindon, but it's League Two. I mean, I don't even think like you know the Qatar people are playing at levels that low, are they? I'm not sure. Yeah, that, that blew my mind when you sent me that because I was like, who's that yeah. guy with the beard? And then yeah, yeah Johnny Williams, like, yeah, Johnny Williams of Swindon, who were not in League One as I thought they are in, no, League, in League Two. two. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Anything else, any other World Cup Blades 
people. Yeah, Adam Davis, obviously. Uh, well, the only thing I wanted to mention, I mean, maybe Chad and Noah could back this up, but I did read that on Fox, um, uh, I did read an article saying that Fox News kept referring to us as, uh, sorry, Fox Sports kept referring to us as Shepherds United <laughs> <laughs> in the England-Senegal game. So. Was that when talking about Harry Maguire or something? I Play presume Sh- Maguire, yeah, former Shepherds United player. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. Um, United's fabled new training pitch is uh, is here. Yes. It's here and it's I beautiful. Just, I just have to say, I've not watched this boring video because it looks so dull. About, like, you know, like, is it like a 12-minute time? It's about a 12-minute video of me just re- relaying the pitch. I, like, I put it on, I'm thinking, what am I doing? I was watching people put like lay grass on it not doing this. I've got to say, if anyone's watched that, If anyone's watched that training pitch video, then you are truly dedicated and i i tip my cap to you that's amazing but we'll um yeah we'll see what what impact for want of a better word um that has on us that was you know that was i think i think that's seen as like the genesis of a lot of these ongoing injury problems last winter yeah. when, when yeah sounds like the the shy cliff pitch was a like a, just a total state and um yeah this this should not be it's, uh, from what i gather it's like similar material they actually play on at bromel lane so yeah, that holds together pretty well during winter, so hopefully this will, and hopefully the players' fitness will as well. Yeah. Uh, um, I think one other sort of tangential bit of news, the uh, Canadian midfielder Ibrahima, Ibrahima Kone, who was um, lined up as a Sander Berger replacement in the uh, last transfer window, he has agreed to join Watford, apparently. Yeah. Um, which is fair enough. I mean, he was he was only in our sights as like a... If Berger goes, then this guy comes yeah. in. That's how I understand it. Um, I watched him a couple of times, obviously. We've played in this World Cup, obviously, for Canada. I think he looks like he's got a bit of potential, but I don't think he's someone... I, I didn't look at him and think, oh, I'd love to have him and straight in our midfield or anything yeah, like tip, that. Yeah, tippers over the edge kind of player. Yeah, I think he's, he looks like the sort of player in two or three years is probably going to, you know, he's going to get better and better. He does seem to have a lot of good attributes, but it didn't... I know he's playing for a fairly poor Canada side, but he didn't do anything where I thought, oh, we've missed out there. Yeah, yeah, although I'm sure some people will feel it's that way. But uh, yeah. hopefully that just means we hold on to Sander Berger, who yeah. I would say is fairly likely, given that he's not played for like two months now due to mm-hmm. injury. It seems seems like he's probably not going to be in too many teams' uh, transfer, uh, I don't know, headlights in, in January. But yeah. uh, we'll see, I suppose. Um, so shall we talk about Huddersfield then? And indeed yeah. where we were, because... I don't know about you. I haven't been studying the championship table so far. So uh, in the last couple of weeks, so no, no, no. Uh, a quick refresher is probably welcome. United sit second in the league with three points off top. We did, of course, uh, go top when we beat Cardiff in our last game, but then Burnley beat Blackburn mm. uh, the following day. But um, yeah, we've won eleven of our twenty-one games, uh, five draws, five defeats. We are the second highest scorers behind Burnley. And we have the second meanest defence ahead of only Coventry, who played two games less than us. So, to all intents and purposes, the best defence and pretty much the best attack. So, we're second, and our first game back is Huddersfield, who are 24th, rock bottom. How do you feel about that? You can't ask for a better game on paper, but... There is. It's not that long ago. I'm I'm old enough to remember Oliver at home. And but I think United always come back from breaks badly. We know that. There's no point of going into it again and again and again. But this is a massive break. This is almost like a a new season start. It feels Mm -hmm. like. Um, And I suppose if you had to pick 
come, you know, if you if you could pick the fixture you're going to come back to, you pick bottom of the league, and that doesn't mean to say we're going to win. And it might have been good for us, Phil, having this break as much as us, just to you know get time and you've got the fairly new manager of West Fodringham or whatever he's called. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and it's probably be good for them. They'll have been working on stuff, and um, they might be stronger. But you can't. We've, we're coming back to the bottom of the league you, at home. Mm-hmm. You can't really ask for a better fixture on paper. You can't ask for better fixtures, as I mentioned on the last one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huddersfield yeah. at home, 24th. Next week, Wigan away, 22nd. Uh, Boxing Day, <laughs> Coventry at home, they are 12th. And then you've got Blackpool away on the 29th. They are 23rd. So it's the bottom three, plus Coventry, who are going through some things, as usual, aren't they, Coventry? I mean, mm. luckily they get to play at Bramall Lane this time rather than uh, any shenanigans after over who's, own, who's only in their ground. But, yeah, Huddersfield... Um, it is, it is unique circumstances, isn't it, I think? I mean, we... Yeah. So I, I wondered about this uh, because... I, I say unique circumstances. I'm just going to correct my, my own statement there because we obviously had a break last season, which we did not plan for, but everybody called off yeah. their games and we ended up playing, like... I don't know, did we go, like, three or four weeks without a game? We played. I think it was of... about a month. I think we went from... I think mm. Fulham away was the last one. Uh, was it Derby away? And then Derby away, where we looked so rusty, obviously. We yeah. went to that game, obviously. And then then we played Preston midweek, and again, not a great result. Obviously, they went out to 10 men, 2-2. But then we went on that fantastic run. So, you know, maybe it helped us long-term. I'm not sure. So I wonder, because obviously uh, we didn't go into that break, uh, such as it was, thinking like, right, we've got three weeks off. Like, get, get on the training ground, lads. We, you know, you, you take a week off and rest up and all this. We were, we were preparing for a regular Christmas schedule, weren't we, of like games, yeah. games every day. Surely, the, uh, yeah, you're right, by the way, we played on the 20th of December and then we didn't play again until the 15th of January. And, and I yeah. think, we have, did we have one called off before the phone game as well? Yeah, we did, yeah. We went 16 yeah. days in between, yeah. um, I think it might have been QPR, we played Cardiff. We play Cardiff away on the fourth of December, and then Fulham away on the twentieth, and then yeah, next game fifteenth of January. So we basically played like what is that? One game in a month and a half, seven, eight weeks, something like that. But yeah, specifically yeah, yeah. with that break, we obviously we will have we will have been preparing during that period of like there's, a, there's supposed to be a game on Saturday. Like we need to be prepared for this. We can't mm. take a week off. I hope and I wonder that Heckingbottom and United have like they've they've spent this break, which has obviously been known about for quite a long time. Looking back at last year and going, do you know all the things that we said I wish we could have done during this break? Yeah. Let's make sure we do them during yeah, yeah, this yeah, World yeah. Cup break. Yeah. So I hope we are, at the very least, prepared to the same level that every other team is. There this really is, should be no excuse of, to be bringing like... Back, bringing back memories of, I think it was a while to say no one will be more prepared than us after long. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I wish I'd not said that now. But I mean, it's like this... I'm not accepting a flat performance on Saturday. Like, you lose the game, fine. Like, but we don't play like you did against Rotherham. There's, there's no reason for that whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huddersfield are not a good team. They are where they are for a reason. We are a good team. We are where we are for a reason. In theory, we should be getting some players back uh, from fitness. It doesn't sound like anyone else has got injured during this break, which is positive news. You know, that was something that... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll find out on Saturday. But um, that was something that... Uh, concerned me as well as like uh oh, three weeks of training like who's gonna get injured during this um i mean just imagine if you've got so we know that we've got armadodzic mcburney bogle low and Berger all back in training in you know yes. some form imagine if some of those like 
I don't know, three or four of those uh, available to at least play some part on Saturday. That's that's going to be devastating. Be the, the hardest team to predict mm. of the season, and there's been a lot of hard teams to predict <laughs> because obviously we never know who's injured and who's not. This one, I've absolutely no idea how we're going to line up on Saturday. No idea at all. Does Indy play? Is McBurney fit? Is an L okay? Obviously, when I'm checking out, where great interview by those guys, um, and he said he got glandular fever. Uh, he's had glandular fever. Is he fit? We don't know. Is he just back training? Berger, has he had any contact training? Have we played any friendlies? You know, mm. I saw yesterday that Huddersfield played Wednesday in a friendly, actually, and uh, lost 3-0. Yeah, they played a few friendlies, Huddersfield. I-, I wondered about that, actually, because I was looking at what they'd been up to. I think they were like Olympiacos the other day. Yeah, they did. Um, in the sort of, It's been so weird when I'm like looking down my results app and just seeing, like, I don't know, Nottingham Forest against like some... Japanese side or something I'm like what is <laughs> yeah. what is going on in the world right now with football um, yeah. but I don't think you know I'd have played any friendlies right not that I've seen no that apparently there was rumours that they played Rotherham but we've not heard anything about it hopefully in the press conference tomorrow hmm. they'll ask Eckingbottom and he'll, he'll not lie <laughs> I don't think there's any need to lie about that one but yeah I hope I hope they just ask him you know have you had any behind closed doors friendlies I it is bizarre if we haven't, I have to admit. But. Usually we know about it, if, even if they have been behind closed doors, aren't we? Like, I haven't been totally ear to the ground on United no, no, last no, few no. Weeks, but no. I feel like I would have heard about it. Um, apologies if something's happened and I've not noticed it, but there we go. Um, yeah, with people like, uh, you know, like Berger coming back, for like, just take Berger as an example. So usually you'd be like, well, now let's 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 ease him in because he's not going to be yeah. up to ma- not going to be up to match fitness levels that everyone else is. Well, no one's going to be match no, like, yeah. fully match yeah. fit. So it is like you said, you know, a few minutes ago, it is almost like the start of a new season. Mm. As long as they're not injured, pick your best team. Like this, that's it. This could be a, a star-studded United eleven on Saturday. <laughs> I mean, just imagine Brian if you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think if you've got Armand Odzic in, uh, if you've got. I don't think Bogle would. I actually would would stick keep stick with Baldock. Yeah, I think Bogle's Baldock. a different one because Bogle's obviously had a setback. I think mm-hmm. these, you know, the rest of them, Doyle in particular, mm-hmm. you know, just he, he well, he's going to be out for a couple of weeks, and then obviously we we didn't risk him. Um, and now so he should he should be back. He's another one. Doyle should be back. Anel should be back if he's got glandular fever. I think the only possibly the only way we're going to know if he's going to be fit if he plays. I'm not sure if that. I don't really know how that works. He says he's felt fine on the Sheffield that way interview. Mm. Um, so I reckon you, you, there's no real reason why he won't play if if he's feeling okay and he's and he's trained well. McBurney, we're not sure of obviously with the ankle ligaments thing. I think he'd be over his hernia or he'd be on the bench. I would have thought because um, he's back in training. Um, mm. But I think we'll probably will play it safe. I imagine Billy Sharp will start from. Mm. <laughs> Although he did yeah, score, yeah, 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 it is not, score not against. Sport. Huddersfield last yeah. year, I think, didn't they? Um, yeah, but that's what I think will happen because I think that Bernie is probably not going to be fully fit. Obviously, Bruce is still out, and Die probably won't be risked. Um, Jefferson's still injured, as far as I know. There's not really any other option, to be fair. Yeah, no, I suppose you're right up front. Um, but some of the, I mean, like Bernie, you know, just played for an hour or something. I mean, you know, unless his ankles hanging off, they've got mm. five subs. I, I think, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't well, know. like I say, well, he's purely. Who's fit and who's not? I, I really, really don't know. I mean, Kadra could start. Maxi had a great game, obviously, against Cardiff. Does he start? I don't know. Mm. Yeah, it, it does feel like, uh, again, we will see on Saturday, I suppose, when the team team news comes out. But um, it does feel like we might, for the first time in quite a while, be 
uh, picking what we think is like our strongest team for the day rather than just <coughs> here is the 11 available players. We're just yeah. going to shove them out there and hope for the best. Um, yeah. I don't think all, uh, our blast is going to be playing anyway. <laughs> yeah, potentially not. Uh, so Huddersfield, they they have changed their manager twice this season, right? I think it's once, isn't it? Obviously, when, when did Colbran leave? Was that, that was before I, the season, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, I thought that was the end of the last season. Yeah, uh, after they, they lost the playoff and they were obviously going to lose O'Brien and Toffolo, was it? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, Schofield came in, didn't do well at all, and then, um, obviously, West Fodringham's in now, and they, they don't seem to have improved that much, but they did... They have picked up some bizarre results. They, they beat QPR, I think I'm they right did. in saying, didn't they? Yeah, QPR yeah, just, have been on a bad run themselves, and obviously Beal's gone now as well. So, But yeah, it's it's the championship. You, you know, I thought we would absolutely turn Rotherham over, so mm. it's it's going to be difficult. Yeah, so yeah, they did win at QPR, um, although they did also allow 36 shots in that game, so <laughs> it's a slightly, a slightly fortuitous win. Uh, it's, it's Mark Fotheringham, yeah. isn't it, is the manager, just, just in case anyone has no idea what we're, why you keep saying Wes Fotheringham. Yes, it's not Wes Fotheringham, actually, it's Mark Fotheringham, it's a terrible joke, terrible, <laughs> Well, I feel like I've made that joke, at, le- at least <laughs> privately to you many, many times, so uh, I'm going to let it slide. Um, yeah, so they did beat, uh, they did beat QPR uh, not long before the break, but... Um, yeah, statistically not not a great team at all. They have the uh, fifth worst attack, seventh worst defense. They press less than any other team in the league, which I thought was really uh, not usually a recipe for success. They're um, yeah, they allow the opposition almost eighteen passes per defensive action, which is way ahead of any other team. And so yeah, they win the ball back um, high up the pitch less than any other team as well. They uh, did of course beat us at the lane last season in a. I mean, it was a bad start to the season, boys, but it was a really yeah. frustrating game as Terrible well. I mean, we, yeah. we equalised in the 92nd minute, yeah, and then continued in the 94th. Ugh. There was, so. they, last season, I just feel weird. They're one of those teams, I think, all season, because they'll fall away, they fall, they'll fall away. And they got stronger and stronger and stronger, they ended up finishing third. Uh, and they were mostly based on being really solid and working hard and everyone knowing the job's a bit like a wilder United in a way, in that sense. You know, they didn't have the best players on paper, but their their teamwork and everything, you know. And obviously, I'm not that surprised they've struggled this year. Um, I didn't think they'd be bottom, but obviously lost a couple of players, lost the manager. Quite clear, I think it's quite obvious that Coburn realised it wasn't going to be able to repeat what he'd done the season before, which is why he walked. So, mm. But there's still some good players there, a lot of championship players, a couple of Wednesday uh Names as well, Tom Lee's, Jordan Rhodes are still there, I think, isn't they? So yeah, Jordan Rhodes, yeah, blimey, that's really yeah, so yeah. gotta watch out for that. <laughs> yeah, there's. I was looking into this because I don't know if you remember last season, Sorba Thomas, who actually yeah. he was, I believe he was in the Welsh squad as well um, at this World Cup, but he was like, uh, particularly from set pieces, but he was he was like one of the top chance creators in the championship, and he's he's really dropped off this season. Like famous mm-hmm. last words, I suppose, when he wangs in a hundred amazing corners against <laughs> yeah. us on Saturday, but. Yeah, he's, he's he's nowhere near that levels at the moment, which I guess is indicative of their their high their whole team in a way, and how they, um, yeah, massively dropped down a level. Um, we were we were very fortunate to draw away with them last season as well, so they should yeah. really have done the double over us, I think. Yeah, so, they've um, got a perfectly good goal, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, we are better now, and uh, they are worse, and. Yeah, this is a as as you said, this is about as I mean, it is literally the best game you could hope for. I think coming yeah. off the break, um, just looking at the timings of our next few games because tr- you know traditionally the festive period is a 
you know, it is like everybody's sort of out on their feet because they're playing every couple of days, aren't they? But it's it's not really like that for United. We've got so we've had this three week break. Play on the tenth. Then we've got a nine day gap because we don't play until Monday. Yeah. And then we play on Boxing Day, which is a full week later. I think this uh, is brilliant for us, especially that Monday. Obviously, it's, mm. it's been moved to TV. It's terrible for the fans who want to go and stuff. But it, yeah, I think for us, it's really good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so we play Boxing Day, obviously, the 26th. <laughs> and three days later, Blackpool. Uh, and then three days after that, QPR. Then it's the FA Cup, which, like, whatever. I mean, Millwall away is, uh, you know... For, for those of who live in or near London, that's a fantastic draw. But mm. for the vast majority of Blades fans, that's about as rubbish a Change draw as, as well. So. Oh, there is as well, yeah. Yeah. So, about the yeah. worst possible draw. So you, you kind of wave that one away. And then, yeah, so they go 12 days till our next league game, essentially. So mm. we can go hell for leather here. You know, if Enjoy... If Enjoy is like close to fully fit, he should be starting this game. Yeah. I don't I don't think we need to load manage him or you know, the same for some of these other players unless they are really struggling. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for his coming back. I know I said at the top I would have quite liked an extra week off, but I think just to kind of round off this discussion, Saturday has the potential to be an absolutely epic day. Cause we've got it, the... I, I messaged Eggie yesterday and I said, um, I'm really looking forward to Saturday, even though I'm also quite worried it's going to be the worst day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> United losing it on Suddersfield and England losing probably on penalties to France or something like that. So you're like, oh God, yeah. I mean, I am confident that England, England are going to lose to France. I think England will lose. But I, this, the thing is, I can accept if they get outplayed, lose 2 0. If we lose on penalties, I'm not having that again. <laughs> <laughs> not this nonsense. Not this, not this again. <laughs> if we get to penalties, I think that will have been a, uh, a Southgate masterclass. And I mean yeah. that uh, I mean that sincerely. Because mm-hmm. um, France, to me, uh, I, I know everyone's been uh, getting excited about Brazil and uh, Portugal last night. Like they, Portugal, fantastic last night, to be fair, don't know. It's hard to say because what what I found with this World Cup is there's not really been any any big heavyweight matches so far, has there? Yeah, I guess so. The last sixteen, I, I mean, I, I I said this right off the bat. The last sixteen uh, to you, obviously not, not mm. you, but the last sixteen was going to be. I said I thought it was going to be terrible because just the way it shook out, it, mm. it was just it's kind of just good team against team punching above its weight, basically. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Spain. Spain really should have been good enough to beat uh, Morocco, and yeah. that would have—I think that would have been pretty much a clean sweep of yeah. favourites yeah. in the in the last sixteen. But the quarterfinals, as a result of that, is very tasty. Yes, um, yeah. I think yeah. I think there's no offence to Morocco, but I think there's genuinely maybe Croatia as well. I think there's eight teams left um, who could probably genuinely give a reason to why they think they could win it. Mm. I've been impressed with Morocco. I mean, all right, they're not. The yeah, I have. I have other, but yeah. uh, who do they play? They play Portugal. Uh, Portugal, yeah. Is that right? Would it have been Spain? Would it have been Spain v Portugal? It would have been Spain Portugal. This is yeah. Um, Iberian derby. Exactly, yeah. But like you say, it's bizarre. Cause normally, World Cups there'll be a team. Argentina obviously lost the first game, but somehow still top the group. If they'd have finished second, they'd have played France. And you normally get one of those games in the second round. Where you know one of the teams have struggled but managed to get through, and they have to play another bit. And you get a big, but even the teams who have finished second, such as Spain, uh, Japan ended up playing Croatia, which is a tough game, obviously for for mm. Japan. So we've only really got Morocco have done amazingly well to get where they are. They beat Belgium and Spain now, so Andrew with Croatia. Wow, they can really get to. I mean, I know Portugal were really good last night. It's like, yeah. Oh look, you you leave Ronaldo out, and suddenly you you play sure. like a more cohesive team. Who'd have thought? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's not a gimme. I. I I'll, I'll be watching that. Very intrigued to see how Morocco get on because yeah, they were. Uh, I wasn't able to watch that game completely closely yesterday, but I've certainly seen 
a lot of you know football analysts on social media saying like this was a masterclass game plan yeah. from from Morocco, just yeah. letting Spain pass themselves to death. Basically, I think there's an argument to say Morocco is the only team, unless I've missed someone out, who have actually played what you class as a big gun so far. Yeah, they. Who else was in their group as well? Actually, uh, Belgium, Croatia, yeah. and Canada. So. Croatia and Belgium, I think you're classing well Croatia in quarterfinals. Belgium, yeah, that was the uh, the teams that finished second and third at the last World Cup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then obviously they beat Spain as well. Whereas you, you like to Brazil, even England, uh, France, they've played teams that you expect them to. There's been no shocks. There's no, they haven't played anyone. You think, oh, I'm not. You know, like Argentina and Holland's coming up, and um, Netherlands, sorry, uh, it's coming up, and you are one of them. You think, oh, I really don't know which way this one's going to go. There hasn't really been any of those games with a big gun yet. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I don't. I, I've enjoyed watching England. I, I, I've enjoyed our serene progress. To be honest, I was kind of uh, the, the first game was a little bit um, weird. I think I, I wasn't. I, I kind of watching it out of curiosity rather than like here we go, it's England at the World Cup. But obviously, we just obliterated Iran, and you, you know, when like Jude Bellingham and Saka uh, uh, and Rashford, you know, they, these are all players I, I, I really like, like as a as people as well as footballers. Mm. And it just couldn't help but be like get swept up in that a little bit. And all right, the um, uh, the USA game was just really, really boring. But the... uh, in, in high, well, not even in hindsight, I do think that we probably played for a draw in that. To be honest, I think we we knew yeah. that after the Wales result, a draw would have almost certainly sent us through. So mm-hmm. but the Wales game was uh, was a lot of fun, particularly in the second half, uh, and then obviously against Senegal, you know, we just did what we needed to do. Very clinical. I mean, we saw that. Uh, is that that German journalist and it's uh, Raf Honigstein, I think it is, or Raphael Honigstein saying like I can't handle the uh, ruthless efficiency of this England team. Like it's very, it's <laughs> yeah. very unsettling as a yeah, German. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that that's is how it feels. About England, they've not played anyone good, but they, they are showing signs so far of, as you say, a Germany. I remember growing up all the way, you know, the nineties European Championships, World Cups, and thinking Germany have not really done anything, but they somehow. In the semi-finals, you know what yeah. I mean, and, that, and that's how England have been so far. Yeah, best goal difference in the tournament, like putting all the all the games together. Um, so yeah, you know, other teams have had relatively easy opposition at times mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, we we can't do much more than this. And I I think this will probably. I kind of hope this is Southgate's swan song, not yeah. because I want a new manager at all, but I sort of uh, I like him as a person as well, and I I, I sort of don't want his legacy. I don't want it to outlast his uh, the good vibes, I suppose. Which obviously, you know, mm-hmm. just coming into this World Cup, it felt like that was already kind of happening. But um, yeah, I, I kind of want him to just uh, maybe just step aside after this one in terms of for his own, I don't know, his own position in English football. Is I think that'll happen. I do think yeah. that'll happen anyway. God knows who we'll get next. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Bob. Someone probably not as good <laughs> would be my guess. Yeah, I mean, um, he gets a lot of sneak Southgate, and I understand. I think his in-game management is pretty poor, personally. I've leveled that at Eckingbottom as well. I think they're quite similar in a way. They're, they're both really good man managers. They're both really turned around you know, the, the teams that they've taken over. There's still a few. I think they're both like sort of fairly inexperienced as well, Eckingbottom mm-hmm. and Southgate. And I think you get a lot better with your in-game management, the, obviously, the longer you go on. And yeah, I think they've both got. I think Southgate's been fantastic for England. I have to say, I understand. I think there's a genuine argument to say that maybe with a better manager would have beat Italy in the Euros, but with a worse yeah. manager, wouldn't have even been in the final. So, 
Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's perfectly put. I think. I mean, I'll just I'll just read this out that I saw earlier. Um, so by the time the next World Cup kicks off, which will be twenty twenty six, Germany will have gone twelve years without having played a World Cup knockout match because they keep getting knocked out in the group stage. Spain will have gone sixteen years without having won a World Cup knockout match. Yeah, and Italy yeah. will have gone twenty years without playing a World Cup knockout match. Whereas England under Southgate, like this, is just standard. You know, yeah. We got to the semi-final, the final, and here we are in the quarter-final, where it is probably going to end. I really do think France are the best team by some distance from what I've yeah, seen so I, far. Yeah, I've asked you this, actually. We, we, I don't think we actually discussed it, but we sort of mused it in the pub, I think. That, um, is this France team the best team we've played in a knockout, or even in a World Cup, since, in my opinion, Brazil 2002 were better? I see some people say oh, Germany 2010 might have been better than this France team, but it's up there, isn't it? Yeah, is I I think I know we we did talk about this a little bit. Yeah, and I that Brazil team it had Ronaldo. Uh, Ronaldo didn't play in that game, did he? Against England? No, he did. He just didn't no, score. he did play. It's the only game he didn't score in the entire tournament. <laughs> yeah, so they had Ronaldo, Rivaldo, Ronaldinho. Yeah, Catherine <sighs> Carlos obviously as well. Yeah, I, I, I must be recency biased, but I I do think this France team is better, even with the injuries. I don't know. It's just some. I'd go Brazil personally. I think that 2002 Brazil team were really like, good. Yeah, it might be an insane take from me. But, but I, do, I, think it's, say I think it's at least close. Germany 2010, really, really good team. Obviously, four years later, they went on to win it. It was a good team, but that England team was diabolical. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, very true. Just another Southgate stat, by the way. 23% of England's all-time World Cup goals have come under Gareth Southgate. <laughs> Borgate. Borgate, exactly that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gareth, safety gate. <laughs> <laughs> That's much better. Um, yeah, so it has the potential to be a phenomenal Saturday, uh, to be honest. I mean, mm. yeah, Blades at three. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll we'll slope off to the pub to watch England hopefully upset the odds against, as I say, a very good France team. Or it could all go pear-shaped, but, but yeah. I'm, I'm optimistic. I think we'll know after the United game whether England's got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just be feeling like, uh, let's let's not actually go to the pub. Yeah, I'm going. I'm more than sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I assume it's going to be uh, as as big a crowd as we can allow. I don't think there's been any update on yeah. cop tickets. Well, the other thing we should mention, by the way, is Norton Davis has just come out that he's uh, going to be out for another ten weeks. Yeah, because he's just had surgery. Like, mm-hmm. mm, so that's not good. I don't. My uninformed take. Why have we waited? seven or eight weeks for him to have this surgery I've read someone say that maybe the the, the swelling were too bad before um, but I don't know if that I, I'm not a you know I'm not a sports scientist so I'm not sure me neither so I'll, I'll not speculate relatively yeah. beyond what I just said I suppose um, right so Huddersfield at home on Saturday uh, yeah I know I said I wouldn't have minded another week off but I am really looking forward to getting back to the lane <clears throat> yeah. and uh, yeah yeah Wrap up warm, get a few few beers in you to uh, to keep you warm before the game mm-hmm. and well during the game I should say. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a cold one and flask of Bob Roll. Now now we're into. I mean, I have thought that. I, I must admit, I have thought that a couple of times over the last couple of Saturdays when it's when the weather's been nice and I've been sort of out walking the dog or something and thinking like, do you know what? I really do wish I was just strolling down to the lane right now. This is, yeah, this is yeah, proper. Yeah, yeah. Proper football weather now we're getting towards, uh, yeah. towards December and stuff. So, yeah, Christmas football's uh, about to get underway, which I, I'm always a big fan of. Um, all right, mate, any, any other final thoughts or uh, 
Anything to anything to say before we? No, I bit? think that's it. I mean, it's hard to know what it's hard to know what to say because we don't know what United's going to turn up, who's going to be fit or anything. So it's really I found it quite difficult to preview it, really. Mm. Yes, uh, fingers crossed. As many of those uh, players who are returning from injury um, can be in this, this this squad as possible. I mean, yeah, Doyle seems like a certainty. I would have thought that Bernie would be at least on the bench. Um, it'd be amazing to see some. I mean, imagine just having like Bogle and Lowe back on the bench. Like, that yeah. Would be yeah, 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 such a plus, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And, uh, another one we've not mentioned is that you imagine Clark will be back as well, Kieran Clark. So <laughs> she, I actually wondered who you were talking about. That's yeah. like Leon Clark left ages ago, mate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Clark came on against Cardiff, right? Or oh, did yeah. he start that game in first? No, he came on. Didn't he? Yeah, he came on against Cardiff. Uh, Neil played in ninety minutes, so that's another one year of four, three weeks now, or whatever it's been. Oh yeah, he must be good to start. Yeah, get him straight in. Obviously, we're not in Davis and JLT being out, so. Mm, yeah, so hopefully a, st- a stronger looking team. I mean, yeah, just a reminder that Cardiff team, and I, I say this with full, uh, no disrespect intended to this midfield, but Ben Osborne, either side of Norwood and uh, our blaster in midfield, is uh, is not what we would ideally run no. out there. Um, no offence to Ben Osborne at all, so I think he's done a good job considering mm-hmm. how many games he's had to play and how many minutes he's had to play since he's come back from injury, but I'd be really happy. If he's on the bench on Saturday, and it's nothing against him, I'll be quite happy, because it'll mean we've got a lot of players back. Yep, yep, yep. Just looking at the team from that last game, uh, I'd like to see Almadod in for Basham on the right. Yep. Clark can start ahead of Jack Robinson for me. Yeah. Uh, Osborne, maybe, instead of Ender Stevens at left wing back. Or even Lowe. Yeah, if he's good to go. Uh, imagine, I mean, I, I do think Doyle will start. And then imagine if you've got Berger in there as well. And if you've got a giant McBurney up from, then yes. let's play ball. Uh, this could be, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a good season so far. We've got 25 games left. Two points ahead of third place who are a Blackburn team that I'm not convinced about whatsoever. Um, yeah, we're, we're well placed. Let's just uh, hope we can get as many points, you know. Give me, give me double figure points out of these next four games um, yep. because really we should be aiming for that kind of thing against three teams that are at the bottom of the league. Um, and then, yeah, let's let's go into uh, into the new year. Hopefully, up in the top two still. Um, right, mate. What, do you want to plug anything before we finish up? Uh, did a loan update uh, last week. Mm. Uh, got some loan update. A lot of a lot of change since Starbucks come back and gone out again. And I think there's another one as well. Frankie Mags. Frankie Mags has gone out, yeah. Uh, Cameron Gordon has played games since I did that because he hadn't played a game for Boreham Ward by the time I did that. So that's at RoysViewFrom.com. Didn't do a mail episode this week because uh, Liam's laptop broke uh, at the final hurdle. Um, so we will be recording that next week. Our last episode was... Oh, Smash It's Paul Winner's Party, of course. Yeah, disaster. <laughs> Total disaster <laughs> of a podcast, that. But Wait, worth, you... <laughs> worth listening to. It does sound like performance art. When you told me it was like the worst episode ever recorded, I thought you meant... I thought you meant the thing that you talked about was oh, no, the it's worst us. episode. It's us. We, we, we completely ruined uh, what was a pretty poor award ceremony as it was. But, yeah, we've uh, we've made it somehow completely worse. But people think it's entertaining, so check it out. <laughs> Living with Maid, like, uh, Living with Maid 1 on Twitter. Great stuff. And, uh, yeah, I've got an article coming to the pinch in. I Ooh. think it's going to go out on the day of the Wigan game, actually. So you've got another, what's that, the 19th? Yeah, Monday the 19th, so... Uh, that's going to be um, yeah another statistical deep dive into uh, the season so far from United. Cause some of our players, man, are just ridiculous. I'd say there's. Let's see if I've still got this article open. But there's there's four players in our theoretical starting eleven where it's just like 
this is probably the best player in the division in his position. You know, yeah. Armand Odzic, Norwood, McBurney, and Njai. Like, didn't was it you that suggested this last year? You like you could make the case going into last season that we had the best goalkeeper, the best defender, the best midfielder, and the yeah. best striker. Yeah, sort of have that after the first half a season. Like, not not the goalkeeper, but a defender, yeah. midfielder, and a pair of forwards. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's, that's coming to the pinch in a couple of weeks. Well, now. Well, on the Sheffield United Way interview, has has uh, confirmed he's going to score on Saturday. So get a bet on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of, one of my things in here is that uh, yeah, so I've, I've written um, it's safe to assume safe to assume that Armand Odzic will have outscored Egan's whole Blades career by the end of this season. Uh, Egan currently leads five four. So there you go. He could yeah. he could tie it up on on Saturday. Well, hopefully he will. Yeah, get a. Get a few quid on Armadotich. Right, mate, let's uh, let's skedaddle. We'll be back with much more regular programming after the Huddersfield Games. Come on, Blaze. Come on, England. And, uh, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening and for not minding us. Well, maybe you did mind us not releasing an episode for uh, a few weeks, but I hope you'll forgive us anyway. And, obviously, um, thank you very much to yourself, mate, for your time and contribution and company, as always. Thanks a lot, mate, and I'll see you Saturday. Oh, yes, see you then. Thanks a lot.